there's a way that we can step into our power in a way that is a match for who we are that doesn't require for us to to you know to ex to relate to power in those toxic high patriarchal hierarchical ways that require that i push somebody down or step on them in order for me to feel powerful right so that's the power over which is the way that most of us have been like the world has has been doing power whereas the other power is power with like you're having power doesn't if i know who i am if i'm in my power you're having power doesn't threaten me like yes. i celebrate you being in your power yeah. i know who i am i know that i got this no matter what so I, i'm not threatened by somebody yeah. else having power Fearless and Successful Podcast is hosted by Coach D. That is me. <laughs> Designed for change makers just like you. As a coach, activator of human potential, and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to inspire you to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. I love all things mindset, money, and manifestation. So I will be sharing my favorite tips and tricks to help you activate your infinite potential by taking aligned and inspired action. You can also expect fearless stories from leaders around the world who designed life and business on their own terms. If we can do it, so can you. If you're ready, my fearless friend, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to another Fearless and Successful show. I am super delightful and super grateful to have Christian de la Huerta coming all the way from Ecuador and sharing some of the most important things that we have right now and shifts that we are dealing in the society and humanity, um, how to awaken the soul of power, which is also the title of his book. And I'm super, super excited to have this conversation. Welcome. Stravo, Coach D. Thanks for having me on the show. <laughs> yes, nail it. Stravo. <laughs> um, before we go deep into our conversation, I want to have a really meaningful and powerful conversation about the power. Um, how can we use it in a way that it's compassionate, loving, and, and that we really harness our own personal power? Um, I want to give a brief intro to you, beautiful soul. So Christian uh, has more than 30 years of experience, and he's sought after spiritual teacher, personal transformation coach, and leading voice in the breathwork community. And more than 30 years of experience, I want to take you back, or our listeners back where when everything started. Tell us a little bit of a background. Well, it's, it's, it's a good question, because I'm you know, I write that I'm an unlikely person to be speaking about personal empowerment because I was, I was my, I spent my first 10 years of life in Cuba in a communist country. Um, and, you know, to, to speak about personal empowerment in that kind of a totalitarian autocratic regime is kind of ridiculous. There is no such thing. Um, and so also I was, raised in a very Catholic fa family. So it was very much also about that hierarchical power and a power over rather than the kind of power with that I'm talking about now. Um, and so, yeah, we came to the States when I was 10, which was a really challenging thing because I didn't speak a word of English. And so it was one of those situations, which I know you were also 
you know, immigrated and um, and and, and to different countries and and speak seven languages, which is mind blowing that you speak that many languages. I I do too, and maybe a little bit of French, Spanish, English, a little bit of French, but um, I'm impressed that you speak seven languages. Well, so that's anyway, my superpower. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. <laughs> that is amazing that you do that. Um, and so, yeah, um, you know, I, one one of the the reasons that I that I feel that I'm a good message that a good messenger for this message about empowerment is that I know what it's like not to feel powerful. Like I I know self doubt. I know self hatred. Even my my adolescence was was one long depression mm -hmm. with suicidal fantasies. And flash forward to today. Um, where no matter the details of my life, no matter the circumstances, you know, whether a relationship works out or it doesn't, whether a project succeeds or it fails, in quotes, never ever do I question my, my sense of self. Like that is established and it's unshakable. So I know that if that can happen in me, that, that it can happen in anybody. Never question the sense of self. What a powerful thought. We love stories. We love stories here. So take us back where you felt that so self-doubt because you 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 are a very confident person and talking about just talking about empowerment and talking that power about power within gives me a sense of hey, you know, I will own. So tell us like what what was one of the stories that you needed to overcome? Yeah, well, you know, I think part of the reason that like, I think I'm innately introverted. So I'm, I'm most comfortable. I re-energize by myself, alone. Um, but I think that was aggravated. It was intensified because my when living in, in a communist country, my parents were involved in counter-revolutionary movement. So, you know, they were conspiring against the Castro regime after the revolution, after, it found, after everybody became became obvious that he was a communist. Um, and so most of my parents' friends and their circle of friends were either you know, shot to death by, by the government or spent 20 years in jail. Um, so there was a, there was a group with that's kind of an implicit message of not to kind of hide, not to speak up too much. Um, and because there was real danger in, in showing up too much. So, so there was kind of this push pull between striving for excellence and being the best that you could and you know it was really good in school and there was also this other part that was like well you know don't kind of hide don't kind of stay in the background a little bit and so when so a couple of things that I was struggling with as a kid one one was that and so you know I was so shy um d that I was a good student I was a you know had a 4.0 in high school except for one b um and that b looking back on it, I didn't do this intentionally, but that was because I was like, there was no way that I could have gotten up in front of an auditorium filled with hundreds and hundreds of people at that point in my life and, and delivered the valedictorian speech. So I think subconsciously, I mean, I know subconsciously, I sabotaged my grade point average so that I wouldn't have to, to do that. Wow. Um, I know it's powerful because it's because I mean also flash forward now I speak all over the world. I've spoken at dozens of, of conferences and universities and I'm a TED TEDx speaker. Uh, so I again I know that all this stuff, all the fears that we have allowed to hold us back 
from being all of who we are, from stepping into our power, from stepping into our purpose. I know all that stuff can be healed and can be transcended. Mm, that's such a great message for people who are thinking. And now more than ever, I think we need those messengers. Everyone everyone has a certain calling and has a certain message. And what you said, like we are self-sabotaging, you know, without even knowing that we are doing that by... Like you said, you know, it's the, the grades that determine whether, whether or not I'm going to be presenting or speaking, right? Um, wow, so powerful. And I can so resonate with that story, um, being a high achiever and also being shushed by society and family right. because of the, the background. Oh, wow. We're such That's underdogs. Right. <laughs> That's right. And then, you know, it's like we were talking about before um, we started recording about the critical nature of the times. And so, you know, for anybody who's watching this, if anybody has the slightest inkling, the slightest suspicion that they have work to do at this particular time in terms of teaching, in terms of stepping into the role of a healer, in terms of being an activist for change, for social justice, for the environment, whatever that is, like this is it. This is the time that we've been waiting for. And, you know, I, paraphrasing Einstein, who said that you can't solve a problem from the same level of consciousness in which it was created. Yes. So when I look at the, at the, at the shape of the world, you know, like the, the, the like it's like it's any one problem, like the envi environmental crisis, just one is overwhelming. Like, like, what can I do about that personally? And, and so when I think about all the other stuff that we're, that we're facing as a species, the only way that I see that we pull ourselves out of this hole that we have dug ourselves into collectively is nothing less than, than a leap in consciousness, like a, like a leap, in, can I call it a spiritual revolution, something that's gonna shift the way that we think about ourselves, about each other and about our relationship to the earth and, and to nature. Um, and so anybody who has like that, that longing that that knowing that suspicion that they have work to do and supporting that awakening he's like this is it all hands on deck yes what would we say to people who are thinking my voice doesn't matter it's like like don't even entertain that thought mm -hmm. we all know i mean how many more stories do we need to hear about the power of one like like the, the ripple effects from one person um speaking up making a difference doing whatever it is that we feel drawn to do is like the ripple effects of that are like immeasurable mm -hmm. uh so don't allow like it's like you know so like and i know self-doubt like we were talking about before but it's it's like we give our power away even before we get started before we get going if we allow that voice of self-doubt inside of our heads to to hold us back yeah so true we are giving our power away um so tell us you know, this is, I'm really interested in, so when we know that we have power within and we are so easily giving our power away, what would be that moment where we are so conscious and aware of that, that we can catch ourselves and say, hey, what are you doing? Like you have your power, claim that back and not fall, not actually falling into that pattern, pattern of giving your power away. Well, I mean, you just you just named it. The first step is becoming aware, right? Becoming self-aware because we can't do anything about what we are not what we don't see. 
so so to begin to ask ourselves the question all right what like for example what are the what are my triggers mm-hmm. what kind of relationships trigger my what you know like trigger the, the whatever it is that i'm trying to cover up or protect myself by giving my by that i end up giving my power away so do i tend to give my power away in romantic intimate sexual relationships like many people do i might even say most or do i tend to give my power away with authority figures with you know parental figures bosses coaches uh, religious leaders that kind of thing or do I tend to give my power away with family and friends? So that's the first step, becoming becoming aware of why we do the things we do. Then zooming out a little bit is like understanding our relationship to power is critically important. Because what I've, what I've realized as I've been thinking the, you know, for the last probably 10, 12 years about this theme is that most of us have an ambivalent, I would even say conflicted relationship with power. Part of us wants it, and part of us is terrified of it. And I think what we fear is that if we really stepped into our power, that other people wouldn't handle it, and they would judge us, and we might end up rejected and alone. We also fear that we might abuse it. And and no wonder, like all we gotta do is turn on the news or read the headlines online any given day to witness at least one abuse of power, and oftentimes many more than that. And, and, and add to that, that we've been conditioned to believe that power is a bad thing. You know, power is about abuse, uh, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And who wants to be corrupted? But what they didn't tell us is that that quote by Lord Acton was speaking specifically about political power, not personal power, which is what we're talking about. And so when you add to that mix, the fact that we've also been conditioned to, to make the emotions weakness, like we've labeled the emotions weakness. We, we hate conflict, we avoid confrontation. And so when you put all that into a mix, what happens is that we end up giving away our power. We end up selling out on our power for, for the lamest of reasons in our, our innate inherent power that no one can give to us. No one can take away. We are the only ones who can give it away. Mm-hmm. And, and the sad thing is that we give it away for, for petty reasons, like we, we give away our hugeness, our inherent power for an illusion of security. Yeah. We, what we, would we be an take... example when you are giving your power away? In, let's say, like, let's just name it and, and give it an example in a relationship. Let's say in an intimate relationship. What does that look like when you are giving your power away? I mean, like one simple example, how many times have we said yes, when inside, like we feel no, like this is not okay. But because to avoid conflict, to feel acceptance, to, you know, to settle for those crumbs of pseudo love, we override our truth, our our dreams, our innate feelings. And we say yes, and it's not really not okay with us. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's not to say that, that there's a lot of negotiation in relationships, of course, there is. But what I'm talking about, the deeper truth, like deep, like deep down inside, it's, it's a no, this is not okay with me. But we override that mm. for that illusion of, of security or, or acceptance of pseudo love or whatever that is. Oh, wow. That's so powerful. I think that especially now when we had such an influx of, of separation and divorce and everything that happened during the COVID, I think that people just realized, you know what, there was... Um, there was so many things connected to me giving my power away yes. and by just playing small. I think it's just like, you know, playing yes. small and being conditioned. Um, one of the That's- things that really 
I was reflecting on going through my own separation was really what conditional love means and what infinite love means. And I was like always conditioning myself. And in terms not like not negotiating, not having a conversation, but really like, I don't feel like doing this, but I'm still doing this for the reason because I'm a people, people pleaser, right? It's, tra- it's tragic. And, and that starts from, you know, from a young age, I was just working with somebody not long ago who, who had, who was a total people pleaser. And um, you know, who came to one of my retreats or did one of my virtual coaching programs, I forget. Um, but because she had grown up with a mother that was alcoholic, mm-hmm. she had to, she kind of lost her childhood, but she, she became the mother's caregiver, caretaker. And so, so she developed this, this subconscious pattern. Codependency. That, yeah. That in order to feel loved, to feel accepted, she had to do. Right? So she not, not because she wasn't just inherently worthy of love, which is the ultimate truth, that just by virtue of being human, we are inherently deserving of love and happiness. But we, so many of us, I, I might even say most of us develop this conditional thing that in order to feel love, we got to do something wow. for somebody else. Mm. Or, or we got to be something. Um, and, 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 that's, and that just becomes a pattern that, be, that shows up in childhood and then will impact every one of our relationships. Yeah, I think for me, like that performance was a critical and I had my father was was alcoholic for me, it was always performing and achieving to feel loved. Um, Predominantly masculine energy all of my life, like really achieving and crushing the goals and ticking all of all the boxes. Um, And then later, that behavior was obviously in my intimate relationship where I always felt that I need to be needed. Um, I need to give, right? Um, I need to feel like, hey, this person needs me for something and not this person really wants me and enjoys my company, right? That's it, that's it. And and it's the same with kids, right? And the same being a parent, like really feeling, oh, my kid needs me um, where now I have three kids. So like really being like a representative of of kind of portraying self-love and thinking, hey, you know, my girls are, I have three girls and it's like always, how can I be the role model and show them that the, the only person that really has to be on the first and priori- be prioritize yourself and then everyone else? Because I think my kids are so used to, I'm always there for them. I was always there for my, my ex and, and all this stuff. They, I kind of lost the sense of accepting myself and loving myself enough to say, hey, yeah. no, it's me first. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we've been also conditioned to believe that taking care of self is selfish, that self-care is selfish, where it's actually the opposite. You know, we it's like what the, the first thing they tell us when we get on a plane is put on your mask first before even that of a child. Right? So we got to take care of this so that we can take care of others. Because what happens is if we don't, we start resent, we start getting resentful. Right? If we give and we give and we give and we give some more and, and we're not receiving in return, it, it starts to get, we start getting depleted energetically and we start resenting that then. And the thing is that, you know, we might blame it on them, but it's really our responsibility to make sure that we're taken care of yeah. so that, so that then when we give, when we, when we serve others, it doesn't turn into servitude into, into that sense of like, uh, 
not taking care of ourselves because that's what results in, in us getting exhausted and then resentful. Uh, so, so going forward, yeah, for especially for most people who are listening to this, or service-oriented people. Uh, we're here to make a difference. We, that's what drives us deep, deep, deep inside. Um, and and self-care is mandatory for mm-hmm. self self um, for service oriented people yeah um what comes into my mind right now is like everyone to be like understood and seen and heard um in a relationship right how do we do that how do we accomplish that um without actually kind of sacrificing what we need right our needs first so it's not like okay I need to give attention to a certain person or they need to deserve our attention before I make sure that I am giving myself attention yeah it's it's a both and right and and I don't think there's a black and white rule like this is the way it always works what what is mandatory is that no matter what no matter which relationship that we're always taking care of self and then we can you know, when we're full, then we can give to others, but we've got to make sure that we full that we have something to give. So that to me, that's the primary step. Um, so whatever it is, you know, what is self-care to each one of us for me is like making sure I have time alone because that's how I re-energize. Mm-hmm. And if I'm always teaching, you know, which sometimes happens, kind of more before the pandemic when I'd be on the road for two, three weeks, just teaching, teaching a retreat, a workshop, a speaking engagement, it got to the point that I was, depleting myself and I had to like dig really deep to and then there was a price to pay on the other side of it because I was depleted energetically so I'd get home after one of those you know journeys and I need three days that I didn't want to talk to anybody Um, so I started learning along the way where you know what I've got to take care of this so you know no more than 10 days say uh, before having a day or two by myself Such an important message. Yeah. Saying no to things that, and also like taking the downtime. I think that's, that, that was also my take on in 2021, like really making sure that I have self-care activities before and after the events. So, and I'm extrovert, I'm extroverted, extrovert. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But it was really important for me to just do the inner work before and after so I can just get all the juiciness because when we are always on the go it's also like when do I actually take care of myself because I'm always serving yeah Yeah. so that's such an important message I think like people who are high achievers and listening to this like take this because it's so so important don't be busy being busy yeah and I think and also I think another really good message for high achievers which you and I both relate to um is that is you know for those of us who have that perfectionistic streak um that if we really dig underneath it what's there is overcompensating for not feeling good enough mm. right and and so like in my case i had to be 4.0 in high school i had to be in college you know editor of the paper the yearbook staff teacher's pet etc 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 student president <laughs> <laughs> Not quite because that was too much for me. That was that was too, 
I, you know, that, that entailed too much public speaking. So, so there's no, I wasn't ready for that. That's what, um, that was uh, me. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. As a student counselor. Yes. There you go. And, yeah, and, and of course, those things are good. They're not bad. But it's yeah. worth Well, I, let me stop you here because that's, that was just for me. That was an acknowledgement. It was like a title. It was recognition that I needed to acquire to be loved. That's the difference, right? You just, you just like bingo, you just named it. What's driving it? What's underneath it? What's the come from? Are we, are we excelling because it's, it's who we are and it's in our nature and it's a joy to express our unique human potential or are we trying to prove worthiness? Yes. Because that's where I was coming from. You know, deep down inside, I didn't feel good about myself. So I had to go, I had to overcompensate and prove to the world and to myself that I was good enough. But when we're coming from that place, that place is insatiable. There's no amount of worldly worldly success that's ever gonna be enough. Like I can't be president of the United States because I'm naturalized, but if I were, that wouldn't be enough. And, and, you know, we don't have to look very far back in history to see political leaders or, you know, who have all the money, all the power that you could have, and they're miserable, thin skin, and, and one tweet can send them in a tailspin of, of reactivity and poor self-esteem. Uh, they're so thin skinned So, so we know that that self-worth doesn't come from anything external. There's no amount of money, no amount of relationship, no amount of sex, no amount of travel, no amount of power that's ever going to fill that need. So in my case, you know, then I'd have to be president of, of the Western hemisphere. That wouldn't be enough. Then I'd have to be president of the world. And that wouldn't be enough. Then the solar system, the galaxy, it, it's, it's insatiable. The only way through that is digging underneath all of that and, and going to that little, little hidden button that says, I'm not good enough, or I'm not worthy of love, or uh, there's something wrong with me, or I'm damaged goods, whatever, whatever it is in each of our cases, and none of it is true, right? Those are just misunderstandings from little young minds that didn't know any better. And we misheard something, or maybe one of our parents, one of our teachers said something to us in a moment of you know, exhaustion or overwhelm or whatever it was, and we took it personally. Hmm. Or, or maybe our parents got divorced and, and we took that on subconsciously as well. It's my fault. Like, how could daddy leave? Or how could mommy leave? Don't they love me? And then the deeper one is, oh, what does that mean that they didn't love me? What's wrong with me? Wow. None of it true. Like, we didn't know what was going on with a relationship, with their minds, with, we don't know how they approach relationship, how they were raised by their parents and their parents before them. We didn't know about their brain biochemistry. We took it on as if it was our fault, our responsibility. And it's just a misunderstanding. That's all it was. Oh, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. So I was 14 when my parents divorced. Um, and because I was, I had the very beautiful relationship with my father, which I didn't have with my mother at that time. Um, I felt so alone and so lonely, uh, abandoned, that that initially projected in every my relationship that I had. Um, That's right. I always felt lonely. I always felt, felt alone. That's right. Uh, until you, you said, and you said before, like, I would you just want to go back the ability to heal and to grow from that experience. It can, it's right? all healed. It yeah. can all be healed. And we just got to be willing to do the work. Right. Yes. And tell, yeah. So, so this, I think this is the difference where people are, we all have an opportunity to heal. We all went through certain trauma that we are not even aware of. Um, and 
there are people who are willing to do the work and they're invested in change, first changing ourselves and then changing the world. Yes. What are what are like message to people who are not willing to do that? Like we know that we are changing and we are changing people who are willing to change, but what would the rest of the world? Like we, I know that you have like this big, big service driven heart um, and how do we approach people who don't want to change? Well, you know, it's interesting because this book on personal empowerment is the first of a, of a series of three. The title of the series is Calling All Heroes. Like, what does it mean to live heroically in the 21st century? Mm-hmm. And because, which is what we're talking about, you know, to just go through life without looking at ourselves, without asking the tough questions. Who am I? What am I here for? What's my purpose? Why do I do the things we do? Why do certain people trigger me and others don't? In which situations do I give my power away? I mean, those, all, all those questions take work and it require, it, they require the courage the willingness to go inside and to face our demons, our own demons, our insecurities, you know, like my, my self-doubt, my self-hatred, and all the reasons for that. It's all healable if we're willing to look at it, right? And it's scary. It's heroic to look inside and, and to face ourselves. But what's scarier is that another year, another five years, another 30 years go by because they come to me with 30 years of of self-hatred or self-doubt or and longer or and, and we're still stuck right in 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 relationships or jobs that are sucking the very life force out of us mm-hmm. there, there's a part of us that to me is infinitely scarier there's there's a part of us called the ego mind which we don't really have time to get into it here uh, but it's 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 part of its job is to maintain the status quo to maintain things exactly the way they are Even if the status quo is miserable, it doesn't care. Anything that signifies change, it's going to be scary to it, right? So, so, and and it's meant to protect us, uh, but it doesn't do it in a very effective way because it often keeps us in situations that are exactly the same things that we're trying to avoid. Like we're trying to avoid being hurt. We're trying to avoid, you know, we, we, we all want to be happy. We all want to fulfill our our unique human potential. And if we keep ourselves in this self-medicated state of comfort, because comfort is highly overrated, growth doesn't happen in the comfort zone, right? And and we're so brilliant at at medicating ourselves so that we don't feel, whether it's with substances, drugs, or food, or alcohol, whether it's with sex, with working too much, with, um, you know, gaming or social media, so many ways that we can just run away from ourselves and our feelings. But when we do that, it just doesn't work. We, we stay stuck in that pseudo comfortable place, which is anywhere near fulfillment. I mean, if you, if you can say comfortable, that's great, but happy, no, no way. No way you could be, uh, and much less fulfill, like to, to fulfill our, our unique human potential, which I think is where our happiness lies, is giving expression to, to, to that unique human potential that's inside each one of us. If we stay in that comfort zone, there's no way that can happen. Uh, so that's the benefit. Yeah, it's work. Yes, it takes looking, asking some hard questions and looking at some difficult things, sometimes remembering stuff or feeling stuff that we've tried to numb out and run away from. But the rewards are so worth it. They're infinite because that's where our, our empowerment lies. That's where all the answers to all our questions lie. 
That's where our fulfillment, the possibility of fulfillment, the possibility of lives that have meaning and purpose, the possibility of relationships that can actually work. Mm -hmm. It all depends from our willingness to go inside and to look at why we do the things we do. It's so beautiful. And I think it's just like we live in a world where, where it's not, not just, you know, we need heroes like... <laughs> matrix neo or you know whatever but we are the heroes and what you said yes. is so good because it is hard hero's journey is never an easy path right. but we all get to be heroes of our own story yes. right exactly it doesn't need to be you don't need to be a hero of the world you get to be the hero of your own story exactly and I think it's also like, because I know that one of your values and we, we can speak about that too, like it's um, authenticity. And I think we should mention here where the, the word authenticity comes from. It's from the Latin root author. And it is about writing your own story, right? In your self-expressed way. What you believe that is true. What you That's believe right. that is your power. That's it. Yeah. And nobody can, nobody can do that for us. Nobody can tell us what that is. Only we know. Yeah. And that's like writing your hero's journey and writing your hero's story is that claiming that power. Yeah. Not allowing anyone else to write your story. That's it. Because what you mentioned, like we are in, maybe in a job that is not fulfilling. Maybe we are in a relationship that is not fulfilling. Maybe, you know, we are playing so small and yes. I want to invite everyone who is listening right now to have that, like, dive deep into their consciousness. Where in my life am I not fulfilled? What is not giving me a heck yes moment? Yeah. And right. where am I playing small? Where am I giving away my power for that illusion of security and acceptance? Mm -hmm. Because right? we feel like if we really beat all of who we are, like if we really expressed what we know is inside of us and, and that potential, that other people might not like it and they might feel yes. threatened. And then we might feel, you know, who wants to be rejected and who wants the possibility of ending up alone. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but the, it's a catch 22 because if we're stuffing ourselves, if we're being inauthentic in, for that illusion of security, if we're presenting ourselves as, smaller little packages so that we don't rock the boat too much. Deep inside, we're miserable for one thing, we're not fulfilled. And, and deep inside, we can't have a, an authentic relationship if we're not being authentic. Yes. There's no way. Yes. Yes, I think it's also like, you know, in this day and age, being opinionated and having an opinion and sharing that opinion, it's so underrated because I think going back to that, my voice matter, what I feel that it's my truth and what triggers me and what upsets me and what enlightens me should be heard and seen and, and understood. And a lot of people say like, yeah, that's my opinion. I'm not going to share it. It doesn't, it doesn't have any meaning, but that one share can actually change someone else's life. You For know, sure. Underestimating that ripple effect. For sure. And, and, and approaching it both ways is like, like, yes, expressing what we believe, but without like the self-righteousness of the ego mind, which, the, which says, 
I'm right. And I've got the one and only truth. Mm. Um, and that's when we get into trouble. Yes, right? Because yes, that's the arrogance of that little, that little ego mind, that little part of ourselves that thinks that we've, like, we've got the way we've got mm. the truth. And again, so, being so, yes. open to being open to, yes. to other opinions, right? Sharing with love and seeing through the yes. lens of love and accepting that there, when you're sharing your opinion, that, that, that can be also counterintuitive for someone um and it's and it's the human word that you used earlier which is humility yeah which is what one of them that's what like the first quality i look for in a teacher that has fruit fruit or, or, or an author it's like that's the first thing i look for because that goes back to one of the differences between power you know so part of part of the way that we get confused about power is that we think there's just one kind of power but there's different kinds so in the book i get about i get into the difference between worldly power or ego power versus spiritual power or you know soulful power and so just briefly um, we tend to think that associate power with things external to us. Like we tend to think people who have money, who are famous, who, are, who, you know, who have some high place in a hierarchy, whether it's the corporate ladder or religious institution, whatever, that we think that's power. But because they're outside of us, they're fickle, right? They could be here today, gone tomorrow. Whereas the, and, and also worldly power always has an agenda. It's always trying to get something for itself. And it's always trying to blow itself up and seem to seem bigger than it is. So, <laughs> so um, spiritual power is that inner power that we were talking about that's inside each one of us. Nobody can give to us. Nobody can take it away. We're the only ones who just sell it, sell out on it. Um, and it's humble. It's, it, you know, think of a, a Gandhi or a Gandalf. You know, in their simple monastic robes, their sandal feet, you would never know how much power they hold until it's needed. Then get out of the way. Um, like Gandhi brought the British Empire to its knees when it was at its highest point in terms of global reach without landing a punch or shooting a single gun. Talk about power. Yeah, I love that you brought like these powerful leaders because it's like just shows us that back in it's not just now it's also back in history we had so many good examples that were like hey they proved that that power can be harnessed in a very positive way and make a legacy right and we we're thinking like maybe that power what you mentioned like i love the 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 differentiator here worldly po worldly power and ego power it doesn't need to be you know based from ego and based from fear it can be you know from the perspective of love right yes and yes. having which that is service power, which is exactly power, right? what social power is it's it's about love it's about service about making a difference rather than that selfish agenda of like mine 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 yeah i love that um and i want to ask you like if, is there any difference like how because i know that you're so really like into empowering women in particularly because we are where we are uh, here in Sweden, maybe less than anywhere in the world where we have like gender equality and we are so blessed that that was, that is the case for us. But when women are stepping into their own power, what are you seeing in the world right now in terms of women claiming that position? Is that something that should be seen as they're being more stepping into more masculine energy or we can still preserve our feminine energy and still be 
building our empires, but in a very like loving and compassionate and nurturing way. For sure. And that's the message of the book, that there's a way that we can step into our power in a way that is a match for who we are, that doesn't require for us to, to you know, to, ex to relate to power in those toxic, high patriarchal, hierarchical ways that require that I push somebody down mm -hmm. or step on them in order for me to feel powerful, right? So that's the power over, which is the way that most of us have been, like the world has, has been doing power. Whereas the other power is power with, like you're having power doesn't, if I know who I am, if I'm in my power, you're having power doesn't threaten me. Like yes. I celebrate you being in your power. Yeah. I know who I am. I know that I got this no matter what. So I, I'm not threatened by somebody yeah. else having power. So building that community and co-creation instead of like competition, yes. particularly in, in females, especially in business, can that can be perceived as, you know, it can be a competitive world right now. Um, what I want to say, like what comes always to my mind is like, and talking about purpose, my purpose can never trip someone else's purpose and vice versa. I am meant to be and serve in my own unique way. And you are meant to serve in your unique way. Um, and I think, what, what is your take on like thinking just women and you working with so many females, like where are we and how can we really be loving towards each other, especially women to women? Yeah, so let me zoom zoom out a little bit first and say that the book is for everybody because everybody struggles with power, no matter what kind of body we're in. Um, but it has a particular message for women. And, and, and that's because I believe, I'm, I'm convinced that the empowerment of women is the single most important thing that needs to happen in the world. And not, not because to put women up on a pedestal, not to idealize women, not to give women more crap that they have to do to clean up this mess that we're in. It's because as a world, as a species, we've been running really off balance for the last you know, several thousand years of the patriarchal times. Mm -hmm. And so I believe that when women are in 50% of power in this world, we're going to have a very different relationship to war and poverty and hunger and social justice and wealth distribution and how we treat the environment to all of it. Mm -hmm. So, so that's why, why I focus on women's empowerment. It's, it's like a strategic thing. Um, and, and yeah, and, and that's actually one of the reasons that originally inspired me to write this book. Um, my older sister, I'm one of a large family of kids and all of us close together in age, one of nine and I'm the second oldest. And I think it was 12 years from the youngest to the oldest. My older sister, when we were kids, she was like this natural born leader. Like she would boss around not only the, the, the nine of us, but the entire neighborhood, like 15, 20 kids. And not in a, in a bossy ways like she was she would say hey let's go do that and we would all say hey all right let's go do that it's just a natural, natural thing influencer. yeah <laughs> until she had puberty oh wow and then i don't know what happened i don't know if somebody said something to her whether she, that women didn't behave that way or little girls didn't behave that way or or she just picked it up through osmosis from society and culture but she turned that thing off she turned that innate power off and um and, and so I've always thought that was really kind of tragic um, because I know that's not the only case mm -hmm. in the case of my sister that I know that many women, you know, have given up their power 
because of whatever the subconscious fear is, you know, whatever the conditioning is, like if I really stepped into my power, then I wouldn't find a man because most men are threatened by women's power. Well, that's a belief, right? Mm-hmm. That's a belief system. And, all, and yeah, there's truth to that. But all it takes is one man, right, that, that is not going to be threatened by and that's going to be able to celebrate who we are in our majesty and in our hugeness. And, and so... But, but, you know, I guess, I guess what, we're, what we have to get to is to the point that it's like, no matter what, we are no longer willing to sell out on our power. Yes. And, 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 and many women, like I hear it all the time, I do, I do retreats specifically for women um, because of what we're talking about. And often, like most often, I, like uh, people, women will say, you know, it's like, I, f- I feel like I can't believe I'm here with a room of with 30 women. Uh, because I've had a hard time having women friends because it's so competitive. Right. Um, and it's what you're talking about. And, and we've, because we've had this limited definition of what powerful looks like, then, you know, we see so many women and you know, the way they dress, the way they wear their hair in the corporate place. It's like they kind of give up their femininity. Mm-hmm. Um, and act Devil out. wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly, right? And, and we get into those abusive expressions of power. Um, and it's just a confusion about what power is. Wow. So again, the message is there is a way that we can step into our power without doing that, without sacrificing our innate nature and without putting anybody down. Yes. Wow. So powerful. Oh, and I, I feel that we just started. So we will need to record another one. I feel like, <laughs> wow, so good. Um and I'm sorry for your sister. So I'm really like intrigued. Like, where is she now? Like, how did she claim her power back? Like, you know, how does that look like now for her? You know, I don't think she really has yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and and not in, you know, so like I speak about this in the book too, that what happens is like, like we can't really suppress, you know, mm-hmm. like suppress stuff. If we suppress it here, it's going to show up there inappropriately the same thing with with sexual energy you know we just, we suppress it and then it pops up pops out over there inappropriately unhealthily um and hence we have the church scandals um so with power what happens is like you know we when we stuff it and you know say that our boss is just going at it and just rudely um ruthlessly um unfairly and rather than saying, like, rather than standing for, our, for, for ourselves, we're saying, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, ma'am, yes, ma'am. And inside it was like, we're just, just so outraged about the unfairness of it all. But because we're afraid of whatever, losing our job or survival, whatever it's underneath it, we stuff all of that. And yet that stuff doesn't go away, right? Then we get home, that stuff is going to come out in one way or another. So we take it out on the wife or the kids or the dog. Um, and, or we take it out on ourselves which is what I think has happened with my sisters, that it's, it's showing up as physical symptoms. Mm. So we are initially hurting ourselves even more you know, while, not just by like accepting hurts from the outside, we are actually like, um, it can be mentally, like mental hurt. I, I know, yeah, not loving ourselves enough. That's it. That's wow. It. Yeah. And then that stuff, you know, after years and decades of, of carrying that, it starts showing up and seeping out in, in physical symptoms. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we could go and do that. Wow, this is so powerful. I think there are so many messages and so many nuggets um, just by that woman empowerment and women claiming that power and being not mean or not even, but really what, we, what feminine energy is all about, about care and nurturing and, and love and in a powerful way, right? Powerful we're, we're, way talking, right? we're talking about empowerment. Yes. So this is not about becoming a doormat, the opposite, but it's it's once we're coming from that place of knowing who we are, it's like, then there's no need to overreact. Mm -hmm. Like we're clear about who we are. We're clear about what works for us, what doesn't work for us. Um, and we've got clear boundaries. Yes. And yeah. we can, so and we learn how to communicate them without needing to overreact. Like we just say, hey, 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 no, that doesn't work here. Yes. Yes. We're not not reacting. So good. Ooh, okay. Um, definitely, we're going to link the book. Uh, what other ways would you love people to connect with you? Um, guys, grab the book. It's it, it's called uh, Awakening the Soul of Power. We're going to link the, that in show notes. Um, what are some other ways you would love people to connect with you? Yeah, I really recommend the book as well, because it's It'll it'll walk it'll walk you by the hand mm -hmm. towards on that journey that heroic journey that we were talking about that hero's journey uh, towards personal empowerment and towards knowing who we are and understanding why we do the things we do and understanding power so that we never give it away again without needing to prove anything to anybody we just get to be who we are yes. and talk about freedom and and personal empowerment. And so, and I designed a book with short chapters so that it's very doable. So you can, you know, there's no rush to get through it. Do a chapter a week. What's different though, is that I've also as, uh, created practices wow. that go wow. with each chapter. And, and the purpose of those power practices are designed to integrate the teachings because we don't, you know, so that they don't stay at the level of information. We don't need more information. We've got information overload. Yes. How many books are there on, on transformation or growth or leadership or the emotions? So we don't need more information. We need transformation. And that comes from applying the teachings, integrating them into, into our lives. And that's what those practices are designed to do. And in fact, um, so how to, how to contact me, go to my, the best way is my website, uh, soulfulpower.com and for any of your audience who will go to soulfulpower.com and get on my email list and we know how easy to it is to click unsubscribe at point, some point later if it doesn't work for you but for anybody who gets on the email list they'll get a sample chapter on the book that talks about what it means to live heroically they'll get some of these power practices that we're talking about and they'll also get a, a recorded teaching and guided meditation on trust Amazing. which which I created specifically last year to help us navigate these difficult, difficult times of, of uncertainty and fear and chaos. And so how do we step into trust? Mm, amazing. Oh, wow. So good. So we're going to link that also soulfulpower.com. Um, I feel that we we had so many good topics. Is there anything else that I forgot to ask you and you would love to share? <laughs> no, no, seriously, these like you and I could talk for hours. We haven't, even talked, about, we, we haven't even talked about Slovenia. It's like I, I actually visited and and um, you know um, Ljubljana, <laughs> such a beautiful, beautiful country. Um, but man, for another time, we'll catch up on all that other stuff. 
Well, I haven't been in Slovenia for a while too, but um, yeah. You left, how old were you when you left? Um, so I, we moved to Sweden nine years ago. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so now we are here. I'm so anxious to go back home to visit my parents and friends. Um, hopefully we will do that this year. We will see what, what is happening in the world. Um, but yes, definitely we could talk uh, about, you know, global citizenship and global yes. minds. You also moved and you are also transitioning into nomadic lifestyle, which is super exciting. Um, what a world we are living right now, right? What an amazing world. What an amazing time to be living The in. best way, the best time to be yourself, to be free and to be how I call like to be free is to be me, um, which is yeah. so, so powerful. The best time ever to be, to yeah. feel alive, right? Yeah, yeah. Challenging times, but if, but if we're willing to approach them in the way we're talking about and to look inside and, and get real about who we are, it's like, oh my God, the opportunities for growth are just amazing. Yes. Amazing. Just remembering who we are, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> so good. <laughs> Christian, this was soul awakening <laughs> on so many levels. Thank you so much. I'm sending so much love to Ecuador and I can't wait to connect again. I'm sure that we're going to co-create, collaborate on something big. Um, in the meantime, you guys go and grab the book, go and subscribe to his email and um, yeah, just be you. Thank you. Thank you, you so this. much for having me on the show. I really enjoy the conversation and the connection with you. I look forward to more. And, and thank you for having the show. It's like, I know in your willingness to do that, many, many lives are, are touched and impacted. So thank you. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's very fulfilling, I would say. Yeah, to serve in this way um, and good. humbling. So good. Well, we speak soon. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you so, 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 so much, you beautiful soul, for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode. I know you could be doing a gazillion other things, and I don't take this lightly. I really, truly, deeply appreciate your time and your support. And if you love this episode, please subscribe if you haven't yet and leave us a review at reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. Let me say this again, reviewthispodcast.com forward slash insider. You can leave a review on any device, which makes this super easy and sexy and really helps me to reach more people just like you. And with that being said, I am sending you a daily dose of vitamin D. I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you. Until next time, fearless dreamer. Mwah.